You are listening to the NIHL Flyby with your hosts, Matt Lindsay and Dave Ferrari. Proudly supported by Skaters Network and Pride Tape. Welcome to episode 40.5. I'm your host, Dave Ferrari. And I'm Mackenzie Gallagher. And I'm Matt Lindsay. In order, mate. One, two, three. How are we all doing? Very all well. right, mate. My favourite number is three, so that's fine. It is, yeah. yeah true. Meant three. to be. Oh, the number three. When are you getting the tattoo, mate? Uh, how do you know I don't have it? Um, well, you're dragging your feet getting the hyenas tattoo, which is now never going to happen. But um, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. You're the clean king. So what, what my orders? My orders got to be hyenas, three, Southern Cross, barbed wire, and then Reuben. Oh, I'd go Reuben. F- well, if, if Reuben's going to be on your neck, I'd go. I'd go <laughs> up the list. Yeah, you'd probably fair. want it on your forearm. On the same arm that the Southern Cross is going to be on. <laughs> now, we shouldn't poke yeah, fun, I'll, though, because there may be a lot of listeners out there that are rocking those tattoos, and uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that, mate. Well, that's true, but people know that I just don't have tattoos in general, so it's no slight against a particular tattoo, it's just tattoos in general, but anyway. What about you, Mark? Um, are, you, are you a blank canvas? Uh, well, I am now, yeah. I'm, I'm open to potentially well, well, you, you what, do you, what do you mean you are now? <laughs> no, no, no. What does that mean? He's had some removal stuff. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, at this point in time, I don't have any tattoos, but I'm certainly open to it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not sure about the Southern Cross, though. What about the teardrop? <laughs> Below the eye. Now, what does that mean? You've kill, killed someone or you've done uh, time in uh, ALJ? I, I thought it was that you've killed someone. Matt, you'd know. Oh, it's, just, it's a bit of a dog. Oh, yeah, a I dog would know. Would know. <laughs> does your dad have any Not tattoos? Not a clue, mate. Stephen Lindsay? No. No, clean skin. He's clean skin as well. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, the bargain, yeah. bargain bin at the uh, wine store. Well, gentlemen. Right, mate, as you know, he's, uh, he's my hero. So whatever he does, I do. That is right, and I don't have the button handy, but I'm glad you said it, mate, because it's a bit of a new tradition on this podcast. So uh, we're just we're filling the air today, mate. But unfortunately, uh, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room. There's been no hockey uh, since Wednesday night, since our Div Four uh, crew went about their business. Um, yep. And we spoke about that on Thursday, well, the Friday pod. Uh, but Thursday night's games cancelled due to COVID. We had some positive cases among the Division Three teams. Not many, but when I say cases, um, more than mm-hmm. one. <laughs> this is, this is, uh, three, in fact, in Division Three. Uh, all those teams have been notified, people that played against them, referees and everything in and around those games. Um, and fortunately, a lot of tests, people letting us know, coming back negative. But uh, because of the process, being a close or casual contact, and although it coming back negative, still having to isolate, uh, we just we decided to postpone those games on Thursday because people were still getting their tests. Uh, and then we've we've uh, sorry in real time. So that was Thursday, no games. And then Saturday, uh, yesterday or Saturday, two days ago, juniors was all gonna all ready to take place. But during the day, just had some concern from parents um, coming to the rink. And again, because now. You know, if there is a close or, or casual contact and, and you have to get tested, it may mean people quarantining into Christmas. Um, and we we just didn't want to risk that. So we postponed juniors and then uh, made the difficult difficult call as well, Maddie, to postpone all games next week. 
Yeah, exactly. I think it was just a safer and smarter option at this point, mate. Um, as we said in the, the communication just regarding the holiday season, um, we did get a couple of emails from people just saying, look, I, I don't know if I'll play regardless just because of the timing and, as you said, those kind of requirements around quarantine periods. Um, so, you know, we're just going to have to do our best to try and make it up in the new year um, in kind of an already jam-packed uh, schedule coming back pretty early in January. But, um, yeah, we definitely thought it was just the right decision at this point. Now, Mackenzie, this probably thrills you because you've been on the shelf with um, with the ankles. Yes. Uh, now, Whole body injury. Oh, sorry, sorry, LBI. Um, every week. No, no, every, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, you've been on the shelf with the LBI. Now, this would be a game this week, another game that you would have missed. Yes. Now, potentially, it's a game that you will get to play in the new year. You must just be tickled. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, obviously, I was looking forward to come to Ringford Juniors and come and watch tomorrow night or tonight. But I think that that's a smart and responsible choice. I know a few people personally that have tested positive, and obviously, um, I haven't had any contact with them. But we had a few guys in that Div 1 Astros team who were contacts but fortunately we'll come back negative but yeah hopefully i'll actually get to play the next round of games that happens because i'm looking at january Ooh. for a return there you go wow. you heard it here first, folks <laughs> now let's remember that generally uh well previously pre-covid we would have always shut down this week anyway yeah. we never went we never played this close to christmas but because of the late start we um we had to really so now it's going to be some fun and games we will fit all the games in we always do well, we don't always. We have to cancel some seasons here and there. But when if the season is to finish, we will fit them in. Um, you know, the, re, the where the birth of the Polaris and Sirius Cup came from was us having to jam more games in. So uh, we don't want to take away from those events. They will be standalone cup events. But there will be there may be some more Sunday games for the odd division uh, or teams. But uh, or some backs to back to backs. I know Jace Polglace loves his back to back games. Um, bring really brings the best out of him. So, yeah, stay tuned. Over this break, I will uh, do the matrix that is the schedule and get the games up there and live uh, ASAP. But uh, it's just a wait and see, mate. Now, guys, now, sorry, yeah, Davey, jump in, mate. Just, yeah, thank you. I'm going to give you a sec to quickly get up the uh, the NHL. Uh, website and the December 9th Division 3 games because it got pointed out to us, mate. We got a, a message saying that we uh, we didn't wrap up these games and obviously we on our schedule last point five we had the, the Polaris Cup so it was a pretty heavy loaded podcast with uh, games, mate. But I wanted to quickly run through them now because they actually both went to OT, so Ooh. Division 3 games. Um, and I did see on the socials footage of the Galaxy v Sonics game that went to OT where uh, there, our mate. boy JVA, oh, okay, well, there you go, but <laughs> yeah. JVA seemed to pop the uh, the OT winner. So do you want to quickly run through those games uh, before we move on to the next segment? Absolutely, mate. Look, if you guys just want to fill some air here, I'll go grab the sheets right now. BRB. Okay. Well, that's, uh, okay. I thought I was filling the air for you uh, by saying, why don't you get up the website as I started that uh, little blurb there, mate. But that is fine. You sift through the sheets um, while you're doing that. Mac, I've got to say, mate, a little bit disappointed in our stats man this week. I was uh, jumped onto our socials before the, the recording this morning just to see if we had any updates from Tommy Z, but obviously, um, you know, with the disruption of games 
this week and, you know, him checking out, being on holidays now. Um, you know, he doesn't, we don't pay him a lot of money to do it, so it's fair enough. Um, but he's taken some leave. But I do have his, uh, his stats sheet, so later on when we jump into our stats man segment, I'm going to do my best, mate. But um, unfortunately, again, still no juniors, but I think I might try to uh, sift through the, the website, mate, if I'm uh, running off his sheet and just see if I can pick out anything from the juniors uh, as we go on the fly here, what do you think? Yeah, it's a great idea. Maybe he's upset from the late notice of last week. He's, he's handed <laughs> in his resignation. He's, he's done. Okay, guys. Now, I've got the sheet here in front of me. It wasn't at all happening uh, if, we, if we... And actually, it's been a, it's been a while, Maddie. So I'm, uh, I'm going to do it properly and just take everyone back in time. Uh, Love it. To that, that evening. Did you December. put that button in or is that a uh, stock standard? That's a stock standard, mate. That, um, that, oh, came, that, was, that was a gift with purchase um, <laughs> when we bought this machine. <laughs> now, uh, <clears throat> the 7 o'clock game, game one, D3 Sonics taking on D3 Galaxy. Now, to date or to that date, the D3 Galaxy undefeated. So uh, they've come roaring out to a 2-1 lead after the first period. Um, on the back mm-hmm. of a pair of goals to Sam Biddles. In the no sec- surprise. No, not, none at all. Um, in the second period, though, the Sonics strike twice to the Galaxy's none. So at the end of the second, they're now up 3-2. That's what we call a back-and-forth affair, Matty. Uh, their <laughs> goals, Joey Butler finding the back of the net, bang. Andrew Miller finding the back of the net, bang. Um, and their first period goal... Was uh, why can I never find Kyle him? Sullivan? It was Kyle Sullivan, of course it was. So uh, they're up three to two going into the third period, and um, the they 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 get up four two. Kyle Sullivan again strikes quickly. Wow. Um, Kyle between Kyle and Kimmy Sullivan, just a bag of goals uh, between them. Now. Uh, now the Galaxy are on their heels. So Sam Biddles nets one with under five minutes to go. That's a natural hat trick for him. So we call a natural hattie. That's when you get three in a row. Not just three in the game, three in a row. Natural hat trick. Uh, but with two minutes and 20 seconds to play, none other than Taj Lowry ties this game up, Maddie, to force overtime. So it was That's all so happening. Exciting. I remember that night. Yeah. Crowd, crowd were on their feet. Uh, it was it was just epic. Now in overtime, um, bit of a turn of events was actually Taj Lowry and Joey Butler having a good board battle uh, right near the blue line there. Uh, so those two getting into a board, board battle. Uh, Joey Butler just goes a little bit too hard um, back at Taj Lowry. He draws himself a penalty. So putting the Galaxy on the PP, the 4v3 PP. Um, and then... None other than Captain Jordan Van Els, JVA, the real deal, on the power play, getting an unassisted goal, uh, only about 30 seconds into it. To end this thing, Galaxy got up 5-4 to four in OT via the Sonics. Amazing. Second game of the night. D3 Astros taking on the D3 Navigators, or the Navs as I like to call them. This one, first period, scoreless. Both team, you know, it's like a big heavyweight boxing match. Both both fighters just feeling each other out, seeing the range. Um, 
And in the second period, they exchange a goal each. Uh, the, the Astros, number 65, Ollie Dalzell. And we're going to talk about him a little later, mate, because he is just, uh, just having himself quite the season. And for the Nabs, none other than big number 55, Sam Garris. Call him big because he's probably the biggest unit in the league that can skate like the wind. 2-2 mm. going into the third. In the third period, Nav's open the scoring. Andrew Tucky, unassisted. Tucky, uh, former league-leading scorer of Division Three back in the day, before some injuries uh, just slowed him down a little bit. Uh, but the Astros answer right back, probably about a minute late, I reckon. A minute and three seconds to be precise. Young Tom Watkins netting a goal. Uh, and that, that tied it up, mate. That sent us into overtime where uh, one shot was all they needed to seal the deal. Uh, and that shot uh, came off the stick of Jordan Conrad beating goalie Josh Logan Pye. Uh, still a good, good game wow. by him. 28 saves on 31 shots. Um, and netted the game winner. So Astros winning that one also in overtime, 3-2. to two. And, Matty, there is your Division Three wrap-up from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, Love it, Davey. Thank you, mate. It's been done, mate. It's been done. Very exciting. Okay. Back to me, I guess. Yeah, please carry on with the show. Now, I want to talk about Nathan Walker a little bit because uh, I think he plays again today if it hasn't been postponed with COVID. Um, Been up and down. Obviously, he had the hat-trick game. Uh, Then the next game, a bit quiet, I believe. Then the game after that, scores. And maybe add an an assist. Uh, And then the next game, a bit quiet after that. But... I think in five games he has – or four games he had five points, which is just crazy. I was thinking he's got to have the best goal per game average in the NHL at the moment. I'm not sure if that's correct. He actually did. He actually did. It was right up there near the league leaders. Rather impressive. But, guys, I don't know if you saw the video. This is what really impressed me is because you see some behinds. Every time I see him play or do things like that, I just think to myself, man, he's just living the absolute dream (laughs) right now. Like (laughs) – what are you about to say? It should be me. <laughs> of course. Of course. It should, should be me, mate. Can you, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine? Um, but he, he's just living the dream and you can't help but feel just so happy for him and what he must be going through. But I, one of the coolest videos I saw was uh, – it was two-part. It was actually the NHL shared it on their Instagram, I believe. It was him getting the game puck from one of the players. I uh, don't know who. Yep. Don't, don't know the Blues that well. Um and but it was after that, so they showed that bit, and it was after that. Uh, and actually, the team owner came down to the dressing room to and sought him out to shake his hand and just said, "Look, we we were looking, we really needed a spark. You've stepped in and provided that, and just thank you so much." And obviously, that's mm. a, a likely a billionaire, like they all are in the NHL, the owners. Um, for him to come down and thank him personally, I just I can't help but think that's just another one of these special, special moments in uh, Nathan Walker's career so far. It was pretty cool. Did you guys see it at all? I did see it, yes. And I thought, oh, yeah, that was a really special touch from the owner to do that. I'm sure Nathan is absolutely over the moon at the moment. Uh, just amazing to to come up from the AHL and have that impact straight away. And I'm just, just really hoping he stays up because I think he deservedly should have a spot on that team. Mm, yeah, definitely. What I thought was interesting too was I'm pretty sure uh, I should have checked my show notes actually, but I think uh, they've been undefeated since Walker has come into the lineup. I think that's, um, I think so, that's correct, actually. 
Okay, there you go. So yeah, obviously with the owner saying, you know, you provided the spike, spike, well, the spark we needed. Um, yeah, it's true. Like they've obviously found something now and gone on a huge run. And I saw their their goalie even um, has a huge save percentage as well. That uh, goalie that only played a couple of games while I'm assuming Bennington was out or something. But um, yeah, pretty crazy just with the, the timing of everything and um, just as you said, mate, like every time we see him, just something new and exciting and cool is happening. I just think he, he represents our country so well. He's a very humble guy, um, very down-to-earth guy, but you know, smaller player, but just a little pit bull out there, works super hard and, and Matty, you know, our national teams have always kind of been renowned for that in, in international tournaments of being just a really hard-working kind of in-your-face team. Um, yep. And he's that to a T. Um, he'll he drops the gloves and fights when he has to. He he gets greasy goals like his first one ever get going in off his ass. So, and but he can also score some really pretty goals like we saw in his in his hat trick game there. Just um, putting some. Uh, I'll even give him this one if I can get there. Putting some top shelf. So uh, he can really do it all, and it's surely it's only a matter of time before he just uh, gets that one-way contract and is just a, an everyday NHLer. And, you know, if he's with the right line mates, uh, I just, you know, who knows? Could we, could we see Walker scoring 20 one day? Um, mm. I, I reckon we can. It is crazy to think too, like if you think of his career, he's sort of followed the really high-end teams. Like I'd love to, mm. uh, you know, hindsight see him in a place, you know, like Arizona or something where he probably would be closer to you know, the top nine, if not top six on those teams and potentially could have been in the NHL for a lot longer than he, he has been so far. But, um, yeah, to show that how, how well he's uh, produced on the teams that are as elite as the ones he's been picked on is, is pretty special as well. Mm. Now, I want to take a quick turn here and just talking about, because that made me think of the Washington Capitals and obviously Walker in their organisation for a number of years, got to lift the Stanley Cup, even play in a playoff game in that series. Um, and of course, in Walker fashion, gets an assist. But um, it made me think of Ovechkin. And Ovi just keeps cruising this year um, up near the league leader, if not the league leader in goals, most of which coming on the power play. But have you guys seen that clip of him just cruise on the power play, cruising from about the center line into the top of the circles, straight legged, as if he's <laughs> as if he's just going for a public skate, not puck ready at all. <laughs> Have you guys seen this clip? I haven't seen it. There's a clip. It sounds like the, uh, it sounds like the controller got unplugged or something. <laughs> it honestly looks like that. So no exaggeration. He, his hands by his side, no athletic posture. It's full straight gliding, like skiing, <laughs> going at walking speed from as they, they bring the puck up into the zone from center red line to about top of the circles. Then he just stops. Still, the posture is the same. And then... He can see a passing lane open up. So then he gets ready, hammers a one-timer, scores. It, it's unbelievable to watch. The only thing, and I don't want to sound like Tortorella here of uh, having a go at Zegras like oh. the other day, but the only thing <laughs> is I don't think that is the best thing for young kids to be watching because as we know, on every team at every age, someone thinks they're Ovechkin, which is great. But I just think it's going to now breed a generation, hopefully, or probably – probably not, but uh, potentially, of leading scorers that think Coasting. when they don't have the puck, 
it's everyone else doing their job and I'm just cruising in and uh, yep. I'll be cool as a cucumber, Matt Lindsay style. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I didn't go very far, mate. <laughs> what, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Well, yeah, I haven't seen uh, the video, but hopefully the, the young kids watching and getting their inspiration from these players are focusing more on the goals than he's, he's just before the goal. But where I thought you were going to go with the Avengekin, did you see, you might have seen this, please. He had uh, like a, one of the reporters on the side of the room, kind of like the third reporter, and he actually drinks Pepsi during the game. I don't know mm. if you saw this. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, and Dr. Pepper in intermission. So we talk about yeah. role model athletes. <laughs> Obviously, it works for him. He's, <laughs> he's up there in league lead scoring, but God, I don't know. I feel. I just think you'd feel really bloated. Well, you'd probably have energy from the sugar. Yeah, short term. For the caffeine as well. I think. Caffeine, but I think because remember, Maddie, you'd remember you're almost as old as me, not quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Gretzky. Now, I, I, didn't, I, I never watched the Gretzky era of hockey. I did on VHS, you know, but wasn't, that was just me getting into the game. But even still, players around my age, some of them will wear their jersey with one side tucked into the pants because that's what Gretzky did. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the, there's a lot of things that Gretzky did outside of his actual play yeah. that people copied for, for still now, right? So I just worry that this is going to be one of these things and we're going to get these kids that thinking they're too cool for school, drinking Pepsis on the bench, <laughs> cruising through the neutral zone, thinking they can hammer a one-timer and their job's done. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, even thinking about when we were growing up, though, there was, there's always been those type of players. You know, the one that comes to mind at the, the highest level in the AHL was... Um, <laughs> I Dave Upton. Upton. He, yeah, he Far made an entire career. Of, him. Exactly, exactly. So, but again, I don't great, know, I think great player, great skill set. But uh, yeah, did like to cheat a little bit to the offensive side of the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's always going to be a degree of people like that. But as you said, with Ovechkin being uh, such a role model, um, probably not great. And I guess the kids probably don't know the context of how old he is still doing it at that level as well, which would, uh, I'm sure, kind of play into uh, how much he wants to skate all the time. Um, but I guess kids may not know that either and just see that, you know, oh, I can cruise and just do it one tee when I want and it goes in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a good point you raised, but, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to alleviate those type of players from the game anyway. Did you have something, Mac? Well, I was going to say you spoke briefly about Tortorella's comments on Zegras's mm. little Michigan the other day. What did you think of what he said there? Um, I love John Tortorella. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I 100% agree with him. One of my most hated players in the NHL is Zegras. <laughs> I just, if, if there's a more punchable face and just attitude and swagger, uh, I've yet to see one. I love I'm him. Not, I know you do. <laughs> And I didn't want to go there, but I cannot stand... Is it Trevor? Trev? Is yeah, Trevor. Yeah, Trev? Trevor Zegers, yeah. Trevor Zegers. I watched a video this morning, actually, of him going to an interview with a baby Yoda thing. I did see that him. as well, yeah. And uh, I just... I cannot stand the guy. So, uh, <laughs> mate, whatever. I don't know all of Tortorella's comments, but I love Torts. Well, he and said Torts, it wasn't good for the game. And well, I just I don't really understand that. Yeah. Oh, look, I... <laughs> Different areas. That, yeah, different area. That's a whole other conversation. But Zegris, uh, if it was someone else, I'd be happy to have the conversation. But Zegris, mate, <laughs> I just cannot get around that guy. He's, uh, 
Yeah, he is what he is. And uh, I'm, I'm not in the Zegras fan club. I don't know if uh, you could tell. But, uh, I'd love yeah. to see the Ferrari Zegras fight. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You'd probably still beat me up. Doesn't mean I'm going to like him at the end. <laughs> Uh, but you know, when you when you genuinely don't like someone, you tend to just do a little better in the fight. You know, you yeah. take a few more yeah, punches, yeah. and uh, that'd be happening to me for sure. Okay, guys, we have some big news. We have a trade to announce. I think you're going to want to hear this. Big news, possibly the biggest signing in the NIHL <laughs> thus far this season. I think you're going to want to hear this, guys. The Division Two Galaxy. They're I, I've spoken about them. I'm on record for saying one of my favourite t- yep. teams in the NIHL, period. One of the teams that I see with the most potential once they find their stride. Okay, A lot of young prospects on this team. A lot of old veterans. Oh, that, I shouldn't say that. A lot of veterans. <laughs> God, I sling around the age thing, call people fossils. <laughs> I need to preface it right now with, I mean no offence, I'm a fossil in this <laughs> league, I feel. <laughs> Definitely a couple of years away from being one soon. But, mate, they have just added possibly the most prolific goal scorer in recent Division Two history. Recent history. Well, who is it? Kinda. Mate, it's Hunter Almasi. Ah, Almasi's so back. Almasi played for the Bandits, Outlaws, um, Sharks in Division Three, where he just outgrew that division. And uh, we thought he was going to slow down when he hit the Division Two, but he hasn't done that. Um, now, he's had a bit of time off. But he's, uh, he's back, he's ready to play, he's eager to play, and he'll be pulling on that Galaxy jersey. And I've got to think, guys, it, it's going to add, I reckon, two goals a game to the Galaxy. Now, if you take that to the Polaris Cup, for example, that pushes that mm. game to overtime against the league-leading Sonics. I think this is going to do wonders for them. Now, we all know that once you start winning games, once you start being right in the fight with other teams, it brings the best out of everyone. You have confidence yep. now. Your goalie starts playing with more confidence because he, he has that run support. I really think this is going to um, propel the Galaxy into up the standings. And guys, I think the Sonics should be shaking in their skates. Absolutely, mate. It's, yeah, you nailed it on the head. Uh, looking historically at his stats on the league website, you can you can see you know just how many goals he scores. If you've been a fan of the pod for a while, you would have heard um, you know most seasons last year. His name was getting mentioned every week. Um, you know, not always in a positive because we, we did used to uh, give it to him a bit like Jaden Ryan in Div 1, um, you know, where it's, there's, there's more than just uh, goals, you know. You've got to pass it around and try to set up some guys as well. But he's definitely growing as a player and doing that a lot more. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes uh, come January. Absolutely. Now, guys, uh, staying local a little bit, um, Stampede. Now, we haven't we're a bit late in getting it all out there for Stampede, but rest assured mm. Stampede, we have booked it in officially. We've made the booking with the hiss. Uh the ice is ours, so to speak. Um and it will be happening. Now, Maddie, this will be becoming live this week, I believe, on the interwebs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and excitingly, uh this year we're allowing individuals to register uh, on top of captains registering their teams. Absolutely. So, um, and in other exciting news, Division 4 as well. So now Division mm. 4 players have, have uh, I think, played in the past and they can jump on with a, 
Division Three team as such, but um, we're going to do our best to kind of create a bit of a Division Four division um, of really new players and players that play with that right attitude. Um, and it's just a great, well, it's a great time for one, and it's going to be an even greater time this year that now that the um, we saw it a bit in the Polaris Cup there, the rink totally on board. They're going to have their their um, the bar going with their license and the food specials. I don't know if anyone had one of those chili dogs at the Polaris Cup, but uh, I housed two of them. Unbelievable. <laughs> so big hot dog, big hot dog too. Big <laughs> big wiener, I was going to say. <laughs> well, I will say it because they are wieners. Um, big one, the nice soft bun. I'm not a big fan of the crispy bun when it comes to a hot dog. It's got to be a soft bun and it was definitely that. And then just the chili draped over top. Over top, I actually added a bit of barbecue sauce to it because I have a barbecue sauce uh, addiction. But um, mm. just a little bit, you know, didn't cancel out the chip chili, just sweetened it up a little bit, um, and a bit of cheese. Absolutely delicious. Uh, so that kind of stuff going to be going on for Stampede for sure. Even some talk about chicken wings. So that excites me tremendously. Um, I had some chicken wings last night actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, also going to be exciting for those Division 4 players because it's three on three, it's open ice. So there's no icing, so there's no offsides. In fact, there's only one or two face-offs the entire game. That's to start each period, two four-minute yep. periods. Um, it is just end-to-end hockey, and you have the puck on your stick so much just in that one eight-minute game. So I think Division 4 players are going to love it. They're going to improve their game drastically. Um, and just have a, a ton of fun doing it. So, but like you said, Manny, signing up as an individual, that'll allow people that couldn't get onto a team. Um, we're going to link you with other like people and, and kind of do our best to make sure you're competitive and you're going to have a ton of fun on the day as well. Uh, Mac, have you ever played in a stampede? Yeah, I've played in one. So I played in last year's stampede with Mel Matson's team. I think we had Alistair Rye, myself, Dylan Penhall, Kath McConey and Tyrell Clare, Sydney Bears defenseman. Oh, yeah, it was a, it's a bit of a wagon. Uh, yeah, it was a good team. Well, it was, we thought we were a really good team, but there was, we did well actually. I think we came third out of the five teams, but obviously they're yep. pretty much a full strength CBR brave team took out the win. But yeah, it was a great experience, good fun for the day. And that's really good news that players can register individually because I've seen in the past lots of players jumping on the old Facebook group saying, oh, I need a team for Stampede. Has anyone got free spots? So that'll give great reassurance to those players. They'll be able to register individually. Absolutely. Now, as, as everyone knows in Stampede, there is a cash pot up for grabs in the higher divisions. But like we always say, if you're coming here just to win, you're here for the wrong reasons. Stampede is about mm. having fun, playing hockey, um, and if you make it through the day, because as we all know, it's a war of attrition. It is a hectic day, even for us organisers, and we're not skating, although we do referee a bit, <laughs> a little bit. Moonlight is a referee. Um, if you happen to be there at the end of the day, yeah, there's something on the line, and, and that makes it uh, even even more exciting. But um, you know, come for the fun, stay for the hockey, so to speak. Yeah, I think in note of that, just to shout them out again, I think that CBR Brave team that took out the Division One title actually donated all their prize winnings to a charity that they I think did. sponsored the Brave. So yeah, and also right. I, I forgot to mention Jace Polglaze was on the that team and on the, team. our team. Yeah, and I know he's a listener, so I don't want to leave him. Yeah, out. lucky, lucky you said that, mate. I don't <laughs> yeah. want another message with him ripping us. So there you go, Jace. Very good. Now, guys. Um, I've got I've got a couple of things here that uh, now you just tell me the order you want to hear them. I've got some <laughs> interesting uh, stats 
Okay, not not stats, man stats, but um, statistics, hard statistics. Just reviewing a little bit of Division Three. Uh, I want to talk about a gear review, and I want to do a bit of uh, word association with the two of yous. What do you want first, Maddie? Uh, well, that order sounds pretty decent to me, mate. So you want the stats first, okay? Is that all right with you, Mac? That is fine. Yeah, I sit in the boss's chair. After all. <laughs> okay, are you going to run the? Uh, are you running the stats segment or what? Uh, stats man. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not from Tommy Z. Um, well, you know what? I'll put it in if you want to add that in uh, post edit. You go ahead. You, you, I'll leave that to you, mate. All right. I'll have a Christmas story to tell you guys. So I'll do the stats first, and then this Christmas story. It's it's the biggest Christmas miracle I've ever been. Involved in. So that's what we call it in the biz. In the busy. Stats. Uh, all right, guys. Division three. I was just I was combing the teams today and just thinking, okay, we're on break now. But what are these division three teams all about? Because I would I would say, other than juniors, it's probably our most even division in the league. So I'm really happy with it. Anyone can beat anyone on any given night. Um, and I'm so curious just to see who is going to walk away with uh, the trophy at the end of the year. But uh, I started with the Astros, and there are a few things that stuck out here. The Astros, they've definitely not hit their stride yet. Um, they've had a huge turnover on their roster, and knowing how the Astros have worked historically, even when they were the Bandits, they take a little bit of time to find their chemistry, but once they do, there's nothing stopping them. And we all know, I think we spoke about it last pod, how they had that uh, winless season and ended up winning the winning the cup they won all their playoff games yep. but uh this year mate a new or well, returning player to newcastle courtney canaston and fraser dodd um bit of a d pairing they both lead their team in scoring with four points courtney wow. four games four assists and fraser four games one goal three assists so hats off to yeah, those two. They have been they've been playing in sydney though haven't they they have yeah they haven't haven't been away from the game just been away from our community um, as far yeah, as the NIHL yeah, yeah. goes for a while. And I believe this is Fraser's first go-around in the NIHL, I believe. Maybe you played once Starting before. very well. Yeah. Um, but I want to shout out these two because I think uh, they're in the running potentially for the most improved award thus far in my eyes, is just my opinion. Uh, young Tommy Watkins. So this player came from Young Stars and f- very fresh out of learn to play. Good size to the kid. Big, tall guy. But uh, four games, one goal, one assist in his very first NIHL season. Wow, that's awesome. So well that's done, great Tommy. to see, Tommy. Very nice. And uh, not his first season, uh, first season with the Astros, but Oliver Dalzell, three games, three goals. So that's pretty good pace for him. Uh, obviously the former yep. Shark, now Astros, playing with his old man. Um, now the Galaxy, mate, the Galaxy just... Have they're a great team, but their offense really goes through two players. That's Sam Biddles and JVA. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need to say that's Jordan Van Els now. I think he's just <laughs> I think he's just JVA. So Biddles five games, eight goals, but only one assist. That's uh, reminds me of the Jaden Ryan footsteps. <laughs> JVA also five games, six goals, three assists. So both have nine points. What would you rather, Matty? The eight goals, one assist, or the six goals and three assists? Oh, what am I? What am I going for? Am I going for the Rock Richard? Or <laughs> what kind of player are you? What do you? What would you prefer? Oh, what kind of player am I? I wouldn't have any. Even yeah, those numbers. <laughs> I'd be point three. But um, I think six and three looks nice to me. 
Mac? Yeah, I agree. I, I think the six and three. I'm normally a few more assists than goals. So that's more. Yeah, okay. Oh, look, I, I think the right thing is to say is that, but uh, <laughs> not going to lie, I'd love to have the eight Both goals. Both are great. I'd love to have the eight goals and just uh, be like, oh, look, I keep passing to them. They just, they just can't bang them in. But uh, anyway, and guys, on this team, there's a couple of players definitely in the running for most improved. One is Michaela Asper Matheson, obviously daughter of legendary Amelia Matheson. Um, yep. yet, yet to record a point, but all the games I've watched, and I've watched every one of them for this team, just very, very sound defensemen. Uh, both with and without the puck. But if you watch her defending, a lot of stick at puck, a lot of good body position. Uh, and when she has the puck, a lot of strong players on her forehand. Uh, it's obviously been coached well by Amelia but um, and uses her size to her advantage. Starting to get a little bit rough, a little bit undisciplined, <laughs> but I think that's just that's just a, a young player playing playing with stronger players. Got to find that line. But uh, definitely a big, big uh, impact player for the Galaxy. And young Taj Lowry, mate, in four games he has two goals and uh, he's just a, the little energizer bunny out there. Uh, he drew the penalty that led to – well, he scored the game-tying goal and drew the penalty that led to the overtime goal in uh, that game we reviewed earlier from a couple of weeks ago um, and just doing excellent. The Navigators, mate, Sam Garris in four games has six goals, two assists. Now, of the six, two have been shorties. Super impressive. Uh, the Tucky line, how good is it that we have a Tucky line? Andrew Tucky, mm-hmm. uh, wife mm-hmm. Michelle, son Luke. Uh, their, their line combining for two goals and four assists thus far, doing great. But I really think, again, one of these, one of these improved players, young Drake White, uh, he has just one goal in four games, but every time I watch him, he's all around it. He has the puck a heap. He has scoring chances. He provides the team some, some sound defensive play as well. Um, I really think he's just coming along great guns. And finally, mate, in Division 3 for the Sonics. Man, this this team, they've got a. I kept going down the list of, oh, this player's a big impact player. I got to number four and I thought, I've got to stop or I'm going to have the whole whole bloody team here. But uh, young <laughs> Fergus Cahoon, brother of Hamish and the juniors, five games, two goals, eight assists. That's 10 points in five games. It is rookie NIHL season playing against adults. Um, wow, we've got the crowd applause handy or what? Uh, we don't, but you know what? We can get it, mate. Uh, hold on. There it is. Yeah, that's for you, Ferg. <laughs> Might um, need to move up a division. I, I think he's knocking on the door yeah. for sure. But, you know, we like to let him cook there a yeah, little yeah. bit just let to them develop. round out their game. Uh, Andrew Miller. Um, Five goals, three assists. Ken Shoring, four goals, three assists. And Kyle Sullivan, Sullivan, five goals, two assists. All of those guys have played five games. Um, and I thought it's interesting, mate. Kimmy Sullivan versus Dad Kyle. So Kyle's got the five mm. goals, two assists. Kimmy, ten goals, six assists. So he's kind of saying, Dad, anything you can do, <laughs> I can do better. Um, but Kimmy, we'll wait and see till you're that age, mate. Just how far you're zipping around. But now both of them doing excellent. And, mate, such an improvement out of Will McGann. Five games, three goals, one assist. I just, I really think that stint in Division Four, where he actually played both Division Three and Division Four, really did him the world of good um, mm. because he's just, he's just now an everyday point producer in Division Three. We love to see it. Okay. So. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've got to add in uh, any more stats, mate. <laughs> Max, I was going to throw in the, the statsman segment with uh, Tommy Z out this week, but that was incredible. Well that, done. That can be it. Um, now. 
do we want to dive into juniors or, or we might, might give that for post Christmas? Um, well, Mac, do you have anything to add on juniors just to give us a bit of a wrap, just to put a little mm. bit of Christmas paper on the junior division? Yeah, sure. Obviously, we, we didn't have the games yesterday that were previously scheduled, but juniors is looking really good, really competitive, a new, like a good crop of new players coming in. And I think all the transfers have settled down now. All the teams are really strong. I think every team has beaten every other team, if I'm not wrong. So Galaxy have beaten Astros and Love vice versa. That. Oh, yeah. So that, so we've got some relatively equal teams. Obviously, I think we're up top at the moment, but we're the only team without a peewee. So yeah, just nothing too much to wrap up. I think we've got a good second half of the competition to go into. I think we do as well, mate. And in fact, I can some great news, guys, and I think you can all give yourself one of these as well. The junior division for the three teams we have actually full. Mm. So we've uh, it, well, we have a player who's kind of signed up. They were going to come on Saturday. <laughs> they actually did. Didn't forgot to get the word out that it wasn't on to them. Just to watch, and that's young Xavier Styles from Learn to Play. Oh uh, yeah! But uh, once he's in, mate, that's going to round it out. Now, obviously, we're never full. We keep taking juniors, yeah. but that's all the jerseys we have for those <laughs> three teams. So, um, I think the Navigators are not very far from yeah. starting up, up next season. I the next be season. So, um, and there will be some juniors sporting the Navigators jerseys for the Serious Cup next year. But we'll get into that in the new year, guys. I just want to talk about juniors really quick. You know, I was just thinking, man, who are some of the most improved players? And, and it can honestly be the entire division. But a few players that stuck out to me was uh, Kobe Taylor, a goal and three assists, just uh, taken after his old man, Mark. But really very cerebral player, really improving his game. Sam Bryan, his first season of organized hockey, one goal, one assist. And uh, probably one of the smallest players in the division. But Neve Van Eppen, we spoke a bit earlier about Energizer Bunny. Um, the batteries just never run out on this little one, just zipping around the ice. Two goals, six assists. Um, and obviously, we know her brother, Cohen, just plays such a big part for the Galaxy. But Neve, um, talk about doing her bit. Geez, that's eight points on the season. Well done, Neve. And a little battle going on here. Um, Moni Sheffield, Monique Sheffield, and Ray Sheffield. <laughs> on the season, Monique, five goals, six assists. Assists. Oh, that's so, awesome. a, lot of, a lot of S's there. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, five goals, four assists. So Monty just strutting her stuff around the Sheffield household right now. <laughs> <laughs> saying, Dad, do you want me to do you want to sit down and do you want me to give you some pointers of how to move the puck around and just improve that assist game? Um, but that's just great to see. And I, I actually didn't add up Nate's stats. He would be, I think, tied with them because mm. He had a five-goal game. Yeah, I heard about so that. So I think that's 15 goals among the uh, Sheffield household. Not uh, a bad family to be a part of. Very, <laughs> very good. So, uh, guys, that's all I had for the statistics. Now, so now I've got the gear review, I've got the word association, and I've got my story. Mac, what do you want next? Yeah, we'll go in that order. We'll go the, the gear review. Gear review. Okay, guys. Gear <laughs> review time. Guys. Okay, guys. <laughs> Matty, you yeah, ready? Say it again. Guys. <laughs> so uh well, maybe we need a female in this podcast just made me think oh that. yeah anyway sorry well, let's stick guys, guys doesn't have to just be to male just, it can be generic yeah right I think I guess it can be gear review now hockey I always just thought hockey pants are hockey pants and did you know a little fun fact in some parts of the United States of America 
they call them breezes. I have heard that, yeah. So very, very strange. Um, we know one of our good friends, Maddie Hamish, calls them bum pads <laughs> and that just disgusts me mm-hmm. the time. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we'll call them pants. And I always thought just hockey pants are hockey pants. Until a few years ago when I um, discovered from Skaters Network the Bauer Supreme, I think it was the 2S, oh, uh, I can't remember what, what it's called, but it was the girdle. Now the difference being, the it's like, called the pro girdle it's actually very popular in the nhl the pro girdle is all the pads that are in a hockey pant in uh, but they're much tighter fitting and more adjustable so you slide them on um like you would hockey pants but the ones i have they strap onto each leg individually you can adjust the length everything um and they stick tight to your body <laughs> then you get a cover pants or a shell uh, of whatever team you're playing for. I actually have a nice set of NSA shells right now that I sport and you pull them over top uh, so they look just like regular hockey pants. But um, guys, the movement in this thing, the movement in these pants, it just feels like I'm in tracksuit pants out there yet I have all the protection of hockey pants. So I've worn them in the summers for a few years and then uh, when I in my North Star playing days, I would go back to the regular hockey pants and like regular hockey pants are still good and after a season with the North Stars, I, you just get used to them. But have you guys ever tried the girdle? Because I've got to say, um, for a player looking for more movement, um, breathability, particularly in non-contact hockey where you just want to be able to move, the the girdle and shell is the way to go. Mac, have you ever had? Have you ever tried it? I haven't tried them. No, I'd certainly be interested to to try them because they yeah the concept of them seems really good. And obviously, you want that kind of ability to open your hips more, like a bit more freedom when you're crossing over. But as you said, I think it would cause a bit of a problem because in AIHL, obviously, we have those red pants often branding sponsors on them. So I don't think I'd be able to really wear them. Yeah, you'd have to get uh, Tonksy, the equipment manager, <laughs> to get the sewing machine out and get something going. Maddie, have you have you uh, worn the girdle? No, mate. I remember you uh, you getting them though when you went through that uh, midlife crisis stage of hockey equipment and tried to modify and change everything you had to try and make you better out there. But um, don't know if it made a difference for you, um, you know, from an outside perspective, but. Um, yeah, as Mick Mac said, like the theory behind them, but personally haven't tried it. Just call him Mick Mac? Maybe I did. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I well, am watching the NHL in the background. It was a McDonald's ad, so maybe. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I recommend – I know uh, the Jack Roos uh, MVP, actually, from last trip, Ben Kirkman, um, took my advice and got himself a pair and raved about them. So, look, if anyone's looking for just a, a closer fit, a bit more movement out there, less bulky they're super lightweight i recommend getting on to skatersnetwork.com uh buying the i think they have the 2s pro ones now um and then you can just they come with a sh- actually those don't come with a shell but you can buy the shell pretty cheap um give them a shot so that's guys that's my gear review Love Maddie, it. i've got a bit of word association left and i have my christmas miracle story left <laughs> what do you want to hear next well, mate, I think it only makes sense to finish the pod with the Christmas story. So let's hit up your uh, word association. All right. So, guys, a lot of new players in the league, this is what we're all about. We're about building community. We're a place where everyone can play. Isn't it crazy that in our league we have kids playing, we have guys that have played for Australia or currently play for Australia, 
we have guys that are just and girls that are just starting out in hockey. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, big variety. <laughs> yeah, I love that you're excited as I'm about it. But uh, <laughs> the what I like about the pod is we have a lot of new players, even if you've been playing for a little while. But you, you're, you're. I think some people look to us as being a bit educational. You know, just learning little Definitely. tidbits here and there. I hope anyway. Um, so positioning, guys. A lot of people have played in our league for years and have never had a team practice. Mm. Crazy. But uh, just want to talk about positioning a little bit. And I want to ask each of you in one to three, no more than five words, if I tell you a position, just what comes to mind about what you need to be good at, do, or a place you need to be. So, Mac, if I said to you, Centerman, what comes to mind? In three words. In minimal words. Okay, well, i gotta, I got to choose these wisely. I think awareness. Okay. Awareness. You're in about 15 words now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we'll, yeah. we'll only cut one. <laughs> awareness. This is kind of a three word, but we can put the dashes in between to make a one. Head on a swivel. Mm. Oh, okay. And? Third defenseman. Oh, I love it, mate. Awareness, head on a swivel, third defenseman. Maddie, what comes to your mind when you think cinnamon or woman? Offense and defense. <laughs> two way. We call that two way player. Yeah. Awesome. Keeping it short. Love it. Now, guys, uh, we'll stick with D, defenseman. Maddie, what comes to mind? Absolute legend. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what comes to mind? Uh, Quarterback, vision, poise. Ooh, Mac. I think presence. If they have to be a big presence. Uh, yeah, as Ooh. Manny said, vision. Leader. Shit from the back Ooh. end. I always think five guys, like counting. Because as a D, you're always counting five guys in front of you. Yeah. No one ever gets behind you or your hope as a defenseman. And I just feel as a defenseman, you're always counting oh, i know i've obliterated the word count here but you're always counting numbers if you are joining the rush are you going to make it an an odd man like a, an advantage by making it a three on two instead of a two on two defending is this a one on two a three on two do we have odd or even numbers that's going to affect whether i go or not just all over the ice i find as a defenseman i'm just always subconsciously counting mm. i would argue that you don't always have the five offensive players Sorry, the five opposing players in front of you, though. But yeah, in D zone, in D zone, you don't. But you know, I mean, in the O zone, you should. Not if you join the rush, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Then you're interchangeable. But again, why have you joined the rush to make an odd man situation? So you're counting. Counting, yeah. That's what I said. I agree with you, counting. Yeah, well, it sounded like you disagreed, mate. It sounded like you were challenging me on it. And, uh, I, ch- I challenge you on the always keeping five guys in front of you. That's, <laughs> all. Oh, that's just because Matt struggles counting. Anyway, winger, <laughs> winger, Mac. What do you think? Uh, speed, mm. gritty, sniper. Ooh. Ooh. Matt Lindsay, <laughs> you're one of those three things. Easiest position in hockey. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the first thing I think is cheating. Yeah, like every as when I play as a winger, or even when I coach wingers, I'm looking for wingers to cheat. We get the puck, yep. go. We almost have the puck, maybe go. <laughs> You're back checking, last guy back. Generally, is a winger, maybe stay, and uh, just cheating all over the place. 
goaltender. Yep. Maddie. Uh, what do I think of when I think of goaltender? Yeah. I think of interesting individuals. <laughs> yes. Mac. Reliable. Yeah, well, you'd hope. Well, yeah, yeah, that's very sure. important for a goalie. Um, yeah. I think competitive. Yeah. I, I, I think of goalies as successful goalies. They're just uber competitive. I think you also need a really good mental game if you're going to be a goalie or any position, in fact, yeah. but especially goalies. Yeah, it cannot be a mental midget, that's for sure. Yeah, good point. Well, guys, that was my word association on positions. I enjoyed I like that, it. actually. That's good. That was a good little segment. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. I just thought of it. Oh, morning. mate. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm very curious. The, oh, the story. The, yeah, the story. Yeah. Yep. Okay, guys. So, just going to take you back in time to 2010. It's my new favourite button. <laughs> to 2010. Oh, and I have a Mystic Mac as well. So, why don't Let's we... do that after the story. Okay. Yeah. I'm too, oh, no, I'm too keen. Too keen to hear. Okay, 2010. Bit of a sad story, this one. Oh, okay. Maybe I shouldn't be. So, November 2010. Um, there, so, I worked at that time in Drumheller an assistant coach of a junior A team, the Drumheller Dragons. And we were having a, a okay year. And you always – so it was our last game before the Christmas break. And you always want to go into that Christmas break because you have about a week off um, on a win, right? And we you know, we were getting a bit injured. Guys are getting tired, especially first-year players because they're away from home. They're practicing and playing every day or practicing or playing every day. Um, so by they're really hanging for that Christmas break. And we had the division-leading Brooks Bandits coming to town. Uh, mm-hmm. But for, for that month, the month prior, sorry, we had actually started collecting donations we, for this family, the Charmont family. Now, this is a sad part of the story. The Charmont family, uh, husband and wife with their two kids, son and daughter, went to holiday at a resort in Mexico, Mexico. Uh, and sadly, the wife or the mother and daughter were uh, up in the room and the father and son decided to go down themselves early for breakfast. Uh, I think it was breakfast or a meal. Uh, tragically, big explosion in the restaurant um, which took the lives of the father and son. Uh, oh, so wow. yeah, very sad. You know, not really Christmassy, unfortunately. So the <clears throat> the mother and daughter survived, obviously, because they weren't in the restaurant, and that that family was from Drumheller. So what we had done, along with the whole town, of there was all sorts of different initiatives. But our players, we decided to go until the Christmas game without shaving. Now junior <laughs> hockey players, they well, you probably couldn't tell the difference, but uh, the coaching staff, you definitely could, and some players you could. But we collected donations for, you know, no, and we called it No Shave for the Brave, just to show the, the uh, bravery, bravery, is that word? Of the bravery. Brave, bravery of the mother and surviving mother and daughter. Um, and so we come fast forward now to this game, before Christmas, and we had raised um, a few hundred dollars, uh, which was pretty good by the, the guys. We presented the family, the actual mother and daughter, on the ice. This is only probably a month after the incident, so I was just so impressed, maybe six weeks, so impressed with wow. the, 
the their courage to be able to come out in front of everyone. They actually spoke on the microphone a little bit, um, which was just really, really hard for them and really hard for everyone in the building. But so much respect. Anyway, we handed them the check and we all had these lapels of number four because that was the son's number in the minor hockey drum hello charm on, on our jackets. Still have it actually to date. Um, we gave them the check. Anyway, in that game... We played okay, but we just we just ran out of energy. Like we were down, um, we were down. Oh god, now my memory. I think we we're either down three nothing or four nothing. Uh, in the going into not the third great. period, yeah, not great, not great. And so we went into the dressing room after the second period, and you know, the uh, the head coach Dan, he was saying all the right things. You know, got got to be better here, got to be better there. We can do this. And again, it was the last game before Christmas. You kind of just want to get on that break. And I remember thinking, yeah, we, we want to do that, but we're done. <laughs> we're not winning this game. Obviously, I never kind of show that or, or extrude that. I was that. about to say, was that your speech to the guys? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're done. <laughs> so anyway, Dan finished with, guys, it's just, let's just treat this third period as four five-minute segments. And if we can outscore them, one nothing. In each of those five-minute segments, we get this thing tied, we can get the goalie out, and we can win the game. And everyone was, yeah, on board. And I was, so I was like, yeah, we can do it on board. But deep down, I was like, yeah, we're probably not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So we go out to the period, and we get a goal in the first five minutes to make it 4-1. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we don't get a goal in the second five minutes. So now it's 10 minutes going in the third. We're down 4-1. But we get a goal uh, to make it 4-2. So now we're down 4-2 with less than five minutes to go. So we pull our goalie early and he came on the bench and we score very quickly after pulling the goalie on a six on five to make it 4-3. So now the life in the building is wow. So we call a timeout. We put the goalie back in. Here's our plan. Let's get the puck, get the goalie out again. We've done it before. We've done. We've scored three now. Come on. So we get the puck again. We get the goalie out. This time they get the puck, come down, shoot for the empty net, hit the post or just the side, oh, wow. which was crazy. Like they should have scored the goal. <laughs> then we get the puck, come back, and I actually think they had another chance at the empty net, just missed as well or put it over the cage or something. So then we go back down and I remember because our goalie was standing next to me on the bench because everyone's excited. So he's standing <laughs> up next to me. We were, he was kind of cheering along right next to me. We go down with like 10 seconds remaining and we score to tie the game to take it into overtime, <laughs> which was already enough. I thought, wow, we've yeah. come back to get that point. Huge. Uh, so we tie the game. It, no one can believe it. So now it's going into overtime. We're at the bench in the quick intermission that you don't clean the ice, obviously. And we just we couldn't believe it. So they've got the five minute mm. overtime. They're blowing up at the referees because they think, you know, they're losing it because they're they're losing the game or they've, you know, let a four nothing lead slip away. So they're they're rattled. In overtime, it probably took us thirty seconds to just march the puck down and score. And we scored the greasiest goal. <laughs> throwing it in the net, jamming away, pushing the pad, everything in the net. It just flipped up and over and it's in the net and the place went nuts. 
The crowd was five unanswered. Five unanswered <laughs> to win in overtime. The crowd was much bigger back then because it's the last game before Christmas. So everyone who goes out of Drumheller to go to school, university, work, yeah. they all come back home. The building was packed. Um, it was just, it was unbelievable. It's the best comeback I've ever been a part of. And uh, I just can't help but think, and they call, they still to this day call it the Christmas miracle in Drumheller. Um, That's awesome. And I can't help but think it was partly to do with the Charmont family um, being that being their game and such. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, guys, that's mm-hmm. my Christmas miracle story. Um, as I look over to Mackenzie, who is um, just giving me uh, the yawn. Boring. <laughs> You're boring, everybody. Quit boring, everyone. But no, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Know, I yeah. Can tell. <laughs> but anyway, that's my Christmas miracle story, guys. What do you What do you think? I don't know if I did it justice, but I uh, I'll never forget that game. In fact, I have a picture of the score clock with the, my game card and the Charmont pin framed. Mm. Uh, and it's not up right now, but it's at my house. No, mate, it's, it's definitely a cool story, and and I think anyone who would have been in that building would have goosebumps. The fact that there was five unanswered goals. I think at any game that there's a comeback, get it to overtime and then win, it's, it's pretty special. But to do it, as you said, just before Christmas and around that story, that tragic story as well, is, is pretty cool. Okay, guys, final segment of the day before we have some parting words from each of you. Uh, and we call this one... You can call me Mystic Mike because I predict these things. So obviously last week, a lot of the um, predictions went out the window because not all the games happened. But we will revisit that once we get back to our regular programming. But this week, uh, I've got three for Mackenzie. But even, Maddie, I'll throw them at you as well. No, I don't want them. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> it's not my segment. Okay. So, mate, um, Christmas Day. Mac, what do you think the maximum temperature is going to be on Christmas Day? Now, there's no way he's looked at this ahead of time. No, I certainly haven't. So if, let's just see how really mystic you are. What's the temperature going to be on Christmas Day? You can call me mystic, Mac, because I predict these things. The maximum. Well, what's, what's the high? If it's anything range? to go, have you got the answer in front of you? Have you done? Well, I've got the the, um, the prediction. Prediction. Okay. Who knows? We won't know. Well, the day. if it's anything based off the last couple of days, it's going to be pretty high. I'm personally hoping for a, a colder day because I don't love the heat. Oh, that's a tough one. Ooh. I'm fit for whatever reason. Twenty nine. That's just in my head. Okay. Why not? What do you reckon, Matt? Oh, you don't want to do it. Sorry. You sure you don't want to have a stab at it? No, I've already looked at the uh, the temperature for that day, oh, mate. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. 29. Okay. Well, that's locked in. Okay. Uh, I can tell you that the Esther now, we're still a ways out. Yeah. Probably seven, eight, six days out. Yeah, about that. Five when you're listening to the pod. Uh, so far, the weatherman or woman says 28 degrees max oh. so mate you're just pushing for the over i like it you were damn close but let's just see that could yeah, okay it could be 20 and rain no one uh stray up stray up second one mate on december 27th there we have a hockey game hopefully if it's not postponed COVID. but they're two u.s teams so i think they'll be all right because as we know the u.s they just yeah. push through yeah. uh we have colorado avalanche at the vegas golden knights two of the probably best match teams in the league, uh, perhaps definitely the Western Conference. So it's post-Christmas, so everyone's going to be working off the ham and <laughs> turkey, whatever else you eat on Christmas. Um, who have you got in that December 28th game of Colorado at the Las Vegas Golden Knights? You can call me Mystic Mike because I predict these things. 
Yeah, that's certainly two even strength teams, I'd say. Obviously, both having Vegas very new to the league, but both going really far in the standings last season. You said it was at Vegas, didn't you? I did. Uh, my first thought was actually going to back Colorado, but I think because it's in Vegas, so close to Christmas, going to be an amazing atmosphere as they do pretty much every home game. I think the home crowd's going to pull them through, so I'll go with Vegas Golden Knights on that one. Interesting. Okay, mate. Well, the jury's out. I wonder if they'll have well, by then. Probably not, but too soon. No, I don't think so. That would be I good. That would be a good debut. Now the third one, mate. This could be the decider. Uh, do you know one of the only one of the major top four sports basketball actually have a whack of games on christmas day i did not know that imagine being a professional basketballer <laughs> and a christmas Having to day christmas, you gotta yeah. play which kind of cool but well you don't get your christmas day i'm sure they do well i know special. in england in the premier league they have boxing day fixtures and that's one of like the big things so that's that's not quite on christmas day but very close that's so um, so uh English, these called it fixtures. <laughs> They're also getting paid hundreds of millions, so it's probably okay to have yeah, Christmas yeah. Day the next day. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, I'd probably take the hundred million <laughs> Christmas Day. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know how much of a fan you are of the, the basketball, the hard courts, yeah. but um, are you familiar with Boston and Milwaukee? Uh, I'm, well, not the, the rosters, but I know I've heard of the teams. <laughs> have you been to Boston? I haven't actually. Have you been to Milwaukee? No, I haven't. <laughs> Have you seen Wayne's World? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, mate, let me just give you a little insight into Milwaukee. Milwaukee has certainly had its share of visitors. The French missionaries and explorers were coming here as early as the late 1600s to trade with the Native Americans. In fact, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake, which is Algonquin for the good land. There you go, mate. <laughs> Now, on that day... I feel like I've been there now. Christmas Day, we have Boston at... Miliwake. <laughs> so, who do you have winning the Christmas Day battle but against Boston v... Miliwake. Hold on, hold on. Now, I've got to go back to get my other button. You can call me Mystic Mike because I predict these things. Ah, oh, yeah. This is, this is certainly more, of a, more guesswork because I can't say I've been paying too much attention to the basketball this year. Uh, I backed the home team and the hockey side of things, but I think as far as basketball goes, I'm more familiar with Boston, so I might go with them for the W. The Celtics. Yeah. You have the Celtics getting up over... Miliwake. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, Maddie, Excellent. are you familiar with Wayne's World? Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> exactly. So as I was cutting, yeah. that, cutting that this morning, in the hard yards, you know, <laughs> so we have that soundbite. Um. I said to Mac, I was chuckling to myself because, <laughs> I mean, if we can't find it funny, then who can? Uh, probably no one. I said, have you seen <laughs> Wayne's World? He said, no, I haven't, which just made me feel <laughs> so, so oh, no. I had heard of it. I oh, know. He's heard Different generation, mate. That's where That's it is. That's what I said. Yeah. He's probably never heard of cassette tapes either. <laughs> no. His, his reply was, have you seen the new Spider-Man? <laughs> To oh which, God! To which, Matty, you probably knew my reply. But anyway, <laughs> um, guys, that's all I have on my run sheet. Um, you know, Mate, I don't know if I, I appreciate it. That's all, but I think this might be the longest podcast I've ever done. <laughs> well, it's. I mean, people—they're hanging for hockey, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, what's more hockey than Mealy <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad we've taken into account the. The feedback. People don't have time to listen to two podcasts, so we just make this one really long. 
Yeah, Mac, Mac had a good point. <laughs> if, um, we're getting listeners for our regular podcast. We're getting some listeners to 0.5. What if they segregate? Is it better to just have one with a lot of listeners? Or, mm. or, but it's not all about the listens. Like it's not why we do it. Oh, no. It's just no. a double-edged sword. <laughs> tough, tough call. We need but to look, I think, I think likely uh, there'll be a bit of a break here over Christmas. So we'll... Um, We'll convene and, and go through it and see what we do if we just go back to the one and have it a bit longer. Um, or we, we continue with the two going into January and Feb. But, um, yeah, keep that feedback rolling in. Now, Matt, what are your plans for Christmas, mate? Uh, getting on it? <laughs> very opposite to that, mate. But uh, I did mention it on the podcast uh, the other day, so I'm glad you're listening. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just low key for me, mate. Just local here, hanging out with uh, Maddie's family, and then um, seeing my family just before Christmas, um, and then in the new year as well. Uh, my sister and all the out of towners are travelling to Newcastle to catch up, so it'll be good. Now, mate. Speaking of, I'm, I'm a I know you did. Uh, you've done a, a big stint. I don't know if you're still on it of, of no alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. Are you still on the no alcohol train? And what are, what are we up to now, month-wise? Yeah, I am. Uh, well, I started in March 2020. Uh, no, 2021, sorry. Jeez. <laughs> one's uh, become a blur. But um, yeah, yeah, still going. I found a couple of good non-alcoholic beverages that cost the same price, so that's good value. Um, Pepsi-Cola? <laughs> but uh, no, it's, uh, I found a good Bogues one and also a good... Uh, they sell it cold, actually. Um, James Squire. There you go. So, yeah. Hey, are you going to shoot for the twelve-month mark, or going to? Yeah, I think I will at this point, mate. Uh, oh, maybe longer. Who knows? Oof. I don't know. I just, I, I'm not a big drinker anyway. But we'll just see what happens. Okay. Now, Mac, your Christmas plans, mate. Tell the listeners, please. Uh, pretty low key, to be honest. Just going to stay at home with the family and enjoy some quality time together. Very good. Well, guys, um, yeah, oh, I'm going to Melbourne. Uh, thanks for asking. But, uh, <laughs> On the bike. Well, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to try finding a new mode of transport right now because obviously the car's out of action. So I did think about riding the motorbike down there, but uh, uh, yeah, a bit too long for me. Yeah, very long. Um, but guys, look, we, we might be back at you next week with the podcast. Um, I'm actually toying with taking the equipment to Melbourne and uh, – just seeing who I can find in Melbourne in the hockey community to give us a special guest in, insight of uh, what happens down okay. south. But uh, but no guarantees, no promises. Um, Very good. So if we don't speak to you, we hope everyone has a fantastic Christmas. We hope everyone shares a bit of their Christmas with uh, us at Newcastle Ice Hockey on Instagram because uh, we want to keep the community through hockey going. Some people have uh, big Christmases. Some people, not so big. So we want everyone to know that uh, you have a family in the ice hockey community here through community through hockey. So stay up to date with us on the socials. We'll try to share what everyone's doing. So uh, hopefully everyone can feel connected and uh, we can bring in uh, this, well, I was going to say bring in this Christmas, but you, you say that more for New Year. But uh, have a good Christmas uh, together while we're distanced. Uh, we hope everyone's staying safe um, and avoiding the COVID. Um, and we cannot wait to have everyone back in the new year. Uh, hopefully I'll speak to you, or we definitely will speak to you at some stage before then, but um, everyone have a great Christmas, and uh, hopefully 
for your hockey Santa Claus is good to you. <laughs>